This passage from Isaiah is one of the most familiar uh, prophecies uh, that we know from Isaiah. We, we read it in Advent. Uh, you know, a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. A ruler will arise who is wise and knowledgeable and equitable and just and righteous. Uh, there will be a peaceable kingdom where the wolf and the lamb shall lie down together. The child shall put its hand on the, uh, the hole of the adder. The, the bear and the, and the cow shall lie down together. It's the peaceable kingdom. You know, now maybe, maybe I can believe in the, the shoot that comes out of the stump. I've, I've chopped down enough bushes to know that shoots come out of, of stumps. You know. And, and maybe I can believe in a ruler that will arise that will be fair and equitable and wise and just. But this peaceable kingdom stuff, you know, where the, the wolf and the lamb lie down together and the bear and the cow lie, lie down together, that's really hard for me to believe. We'll get Christmas cards with that picture of the peaceable kingdom. We might send those Christmas cards, but it's, <coughs> it's really hard for me to swallow that. I want us to approach this Isaiah passage um, as a form of literature. Now, you know, we know there are different forms of literature in the Bible. There's history, there's, there's poetry, there's drama, there's comedy, uh, there, there are prayers. The form of literature that I think makes this Isaiah passage accessible and understandable is the fairy tale. Uh, we are familiar with fairy tales, and I want us to approach Isaiah, this passage, as a fairy tale. It's like a fairy tale. This passage has the elements of it, um, and we might know fairy tales better than we know the prophecies. Uh, we, we probably read fairy tales more often than we do the prophecies. Once upon a time, there was a woodcutter who lived in a forest with his two children, Hansel and Gretel. Once upon a time, there was, there was a young girl named Cinderella who lived with her stepmother and, and her stepsisters. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, You know, people have said to me, what does Andrew do when you're preaching? <laughs> well, he listens. He listens, you know. I'm scared to repeat that line because uh, we'll never get out of this, you know. Once upon a time. It's a different time, they tell us than the one in which we're living. It's beyond time, it's a parallel time, it's timeless, it's eternal. You know, we're somewhat familiar with the time, but we can't right, quite place the time where these fairy tales happen. You know, try to place the time of Star Wars or, or uh, Lord of the Rings or um, Game of Thrones. 
they're in a different place, a different world. You know, Narnia. Where is Narnia? Where is Oz? I mean, can you find it on a map? No, but you know, you get maps of Oz, you can get maps of Narnia, you can get maps of the Game of Thrones kingdoms, but where are they? You know, they're, they're in a different world. They're in a world that we can understand, but it's a world not of our making. It's a world that we are given, that we can only receive and buy into. You know, once upon a time, there was a girl named Lucy who was playing hide-and-seek, and she hid in the wardrobe. And she kept going through the fur coats in the wardrobe and kept going further and further into it until she felt snow crunching under her feet. And there were trees. And she was in Narnia. You know, how did she enter that? Once upon a time, there was a girl named Alice who went through the looking glass. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Dorothy who was swept away by a tornado. They enter these worlds through kind of ordinary ways. And we enter those worlds of Oz, of Narnia. Yeah. And we enter that world of Isaiah in ordinary ways. And once we think to ourselves, and once we believe, there was a woodcutter. There was a lion. There was a stepmother. There was a princess. We're hooked. We've bought into it. We're in the story. When we're in the story, nature is a little different in fairy tales. Animals talk. Yeah. The Savior in, in Narnia is a lion. And there's Mrs. Beaver. And there's the fawn, Tumnus. And there are dragons and unicorns. And it is kind of a world where the wolf and the lamb do lie down together. And the lion eats grass. And in this world of fairy tales, all is not right. You know, there's darkness, there's evil, there's death, there's tragedy. There are things to fear. When we are transported to, to, in Star Wars, we find ourselves in the middle of the rebellion against the evil empire. And we have to decide what side we're on. When we're transported into Narnia, it's a world where it's always winter but never Christmas. Evil is reigning and has frozen people and turned people into stone. In the Nutcracker, you know, which we come to every year, you know, there's the Mouse King that does battle against the good Nutcracker. 
These worlds are not naive. They don't deny the evil that's in the world. It's real, and it has to be dealt with. In Isaiah, Isaiah opens with the exile. Their country has been reduced to a stump. You know, it's been leveled. They've been taken into exile. People have been killed. It is a time of darkness and destruction. And is there any hope? Our lives sometimes are in exile. We're a stump. We've been cut down. We've lost jobs. We've lost partners. We've lost parents and children and loved ones. It's not a naive world. The world of Isaiah isn't. The world of fairy tales isn't. And our world isn't. And often in this world of destruction and darkness, it's hard to tell who's good and who's bad. It's ambiguous. And we look for that clarity. And Isaiah talks about a leader, a prince, who will not judge by what he sees and not judge by what his ears hear, but will judge with justice and righteousness and equity. We want, you know, that clarity. And in a fairy tale, that clarity does come. It's a world of transformation where things and people are seen for what they really are. Where judgment is not by what we, our eyes see and our ears hear, but the truth is revealed. And that frog is a prince. And that ugly duckling is a swan. And those stone statues are breathed on and come to life. Think of Shrek. Think of Fiona. Think of of the straw man and the tin man. In this world, the stump is transformed into giving life. And we love this. This is what appeals in fairy tales, is this transformation that just maybe this ugly swan of my life will be a swan. And maybe this frogness of my life, I'll be a prince. And is it just possible that I could be a child of God? That I could be a child of Abraham? That I too can be transformed? Fairy tales are this world of mystery. They're this world of wonder. They're this world that's magical. 
of hate and love and good and evil and light and dark, this ambiguity. Yet they end with, and they lived happily ever after. And in Isaiah it says, they shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for it will be glorious. This prince who comes out of the stump that we thought was dead has a spirit of righteousness and justice and wisdom and knowledge and leads the people to a world that's peaceable and redeems not only the kingdoms but nature. You know, it's a wonderful world. Now we as left-brained people and hyper-rational can dismiss all of this as a fairy tale. We can dismiss it as escapism and sentimentality and childish thinking. But yet, aren't we haunted by fairy tales? Don't we yearn for the wonder? Don't we hope just maybe? And don't we return to fairy tales? I mean, how many Star Wars movies are there? How many, you know, how many... <laughs> Lord of the Rings is more than one movie. There's more than one uh, Wizard of Oz book. And we yearn for the prequel, and we love the prequel of The Wizard of Oz. We live in this world kind of between the worlds, between this world of wonder and this world of hyper-rationality. And once we believe in this world of fairy tales, we're shaped by them. We yearn for that world and we try to create that world of justice and equity and transformation and live happily ever after. You know, in all these stories, when people are transported to this other world, they decide to work for justice. They decide to rebel against evil. And they get to work. And fairy tales tell us to get to work in this world. We're haunted by them because we want that world. And we're haunted by Isaiah. You know, it's, it's almost not Advent unless we hear this passage and a shoot will come out of the stump of Jesse and the leader will be righteous and just and the wolf will lie down with the lamb. This haunts us. And we want that world to be true. And it ignites. It ignites us to want to work for that world so that it will be true. And is that world too good not to be true?
In a fairy tale, it begins with once upon a time. It takes us to the past. In a prophecy, it takes us to the future. God shall. In those days, it shall. Now, I was taught in grammar that it's proper to say he will. When you say he shall, it means the person is determined that it will happen. This passage in Isaiah doesn't say God will, it says God shall. That God is determined that this world will happen. This world that Isaiah talks about will happen. This world of wonder and and miracle and mystery, it shall happen. That good shall triumph. That people shall be transformed. I am, I think, pretty left brain. I think I'm pretty rational. Uh, I think I pretty much gave up on fairy tales. So when people talk to me about them wanting it to snow on Christmas, I kind of have a humbug attitude toward that. Oh, who cares if it snows or not? It's going to be Christmas anyway. But I'm You know, when people talk about snow at Christmas, here's what I think they they really are talking about. Because sometimes I've left here about 12.30 after the Christmas Eve service, and it is snowing. And it is neat. And the light is a little bit different when it's snowing. And the snow falls on the alley behind our house and covers the eight trash barrels that I can see from our kitchen. (laughs) And it covers the dumpster, and it covers the trash that's in the alley, and it covers the weeds that are still there. And it does sparkle. And I feel like we are being invaded by a different world. It is a world where light is different, where where evil loses and is covered up, and the world is transformed. And just for a second, before I start to think about, will the lot get plowed? I have to shovel the snow and it's going to get dirty and the plow's going to dump it on the sidewalk. Just for a second. I have this glimpse of joy. The glimpse that we are made for something more. That we are made for something different. That we can be transformed and we will be transformed. And the world will be transformed. And I think God is just giving us that glimpse of joy. And fairy tales give us that glimpse of joy.
and it's enough. God is offering us that world, which we didn't make, we didn't create, but God shall give us that world. And I think we ought to take it. May it be so.